I'm Christine Chicano, and this is the Wandering Hippie Podcast. So it's been a little bit since my last episode aired, and that's because a lot of things have happened, a lot of things have changed. Um, in my last episode, I said that I was going to Colombia, and that didn't end up happening. So I'm actually back in Mexico City for a little bit of time, um, and with that in mind, the sound situation is not as perfect as I would like it to be, so bear with some of the echoing that's happening and will happen in the next couple of episodes. My apartment is beautiful. It has high ceilings and lots of tile and clay, but that does not bode well for sound. And the next thing that I want to bring up is that I am starting to have guests. So this is going to be my first guest episode because I can only talk about so much travel when my travel is limited and other people's travel is limited as well. So I'm using this as an opportunity for people to share their travel stories um, of the past. So to start this off, I have my friend Elena. She is going to be having a beautiful conversation with me about Hawaii. This is also a little different because she actually recently moved to Hawaii. So she's going to offer a little bit of a different perspective, but still really beneficial to us travelers. So I hope you enjoy it and let's get into it. and I am a multi-dimensional artist from small town Michigan and for the last year I've been on a soul journey finding my way back home not only to myself but in the physical world as well and being an intuitive wanderer has led me to my current home here in Hawaii and I'm so excited to be sharing a bit of the magic I've experienced here with you today. Yeah you like going to Hawaii it's like insane to me I think so me and a lot of our friends, we've been friends, we went to high school together, and um, I don't know, it was just like a shock, because a lot of people from our small town don't really leave, so when people go out and like move, it's so amazing, and you just know they're like on this journey, and you clearly are like having this amazing journey, so why, what brought you to Hawaii? Um, well, first of all, you're so right, I feel like people who are from Michigan usually stay in Michigan um and when you get called somewhere it's because you have to go um and for me like I've always known that Hawaii was the place since I was little I think I remember seeing Lilo and Stitch my first time when I was like three and I was just like that's the place (laughs) and um I got the opportunity to come in 2019 and just being here for a few weeks was just confirmation enough that this is where I'm meant to spend my life for, you know, for right now, m- most of my life. <laughs> um, things at any moment, just like following those intuitive nudges. But yeah, for right now, this is home, definitely. So when you went to Hawaii the first time, was it to um a different I guess probably do you want to kind of explain where you are in Hawaii like what part of what island and all that to start yeah 
So I'm on Oahu, and it's where we were um, in 2019. And I haven't been to another island yet, but um, we're staying on the west side of the island, which, in my opinion, is the best side. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, it's just been a really authentic and beautiful experience. How have, I guess, how have you adjusted so far? So how long have you been there now? Um, we came in November, yeah. so, oh gosh, quick math, like four <laughs> months. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I honestly thought it was going to be a lot harder to adjust. Um, I thought it would be a little bit harder to connect to the space, or since we're staying in an Airbnb, I also thought it would be harder to feel at home because it's not technically our home Mm -hmm. but it's just been so aligned like even in the days where it's like is this the right move like is this what we should be doing like there's always something that comes up and it's like this is exactly where you're meant to be and yeah I feel like it's just been everything I could ever want but like so much more than that it's always like what you need as well Mm -hmm. like yeah and you moved with Sarah did you move with any other friends or just her no just my best friend um we yeah we came here in 2019 like I said um been best friends since third grade and (laughs) we just do like hey like we've got the money we might as well go and then um yeah our move when we started planning it in August, um, we didn't have the money. (laughs) So it was really interesting to kind of put that trust into our ability to create, but also like the knowing that this island has got us and that we'll be taken care of as long as we just keep doing the good work and following our soul's guidance, you know? (laughs) So you're at an Airbnb. How many people are in your Airbnb? Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, there's eight rooms, and I want to say all of them are full right now. Um, I would say there's, like, 12 right now. Okay. And have you gotten along with all of them? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it changes. Like, some people connect with a little bit more, but... I feel like every month we have a different family mm-hmm. like, because they're monthly rentals. And so everybody changes every once in a while. But um, like currently we've got some twins and they're friends from California. And so it's like a big frat house right now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's just really interesting. Like you connect with so many different types of people, like, and so many different age groups and so many different backgrounds and you all just kind of come together in these really miraculous ways where you just connect over the silliest things like oh like I have a friend who lives in Missouri or like I have this and that and it's just very interesting yeah you're creating like a community with all these people even if it's (laughs) it's not necessarily for like life like maybe you're staying connected with these people but the community is so, so, so important, which is one of the beautiful things about travel. 
Um, yeah. So what's kind of the local local community scene like? Do you have like local places that you go to? Like I don't know, what's the community oh. like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh my goodness. Well, first of all, I want to address the stereotype that you know Hawaiians or most Hawaiians are not so welcoming because that is just like so not our experience i feel like if you carry yourself with aloha and just have love in your heart and are open to receive this community and this land and you have respect for the people here and the culture and of course the island then there's no way that people aren't going to be like family um it's just been just like a big community like even just walking down the street and like smiling at people or the grocery store clerk you know asking how your day is going like everything feels like you just know everybody and it's so interconnected um but yeah I mean this side of the island is I would say the most Hawaii out of Mm -hmm. Hawaii you know um this isn't the postcard version of Hawaii I would say that's mostly North Shore that's what you're looking for then that is the area for you um but in my experience the the west side has been where you feel the energy of the island the most um yeah it's it's very local and like like I said, everybody's family and everybody knows each other. So when you go to, um, is it okay if I name drop a couple of restaurants or things yeah, like go that? For it. I do it oh, in my, okay, yeah, awesome. <laughs> like if you, okay. So, um, Coquitos, if you're vegan, the best salad I've ever had. Um, yeah, there's just like, everybody knows you, even if they don't know your name, they just, it's just a feeling that I can't even describe, it's like walking into a family reunion of, like, your friends, and, like, everybody still treats you like family, even though they don't know you, and, like, everyone's wondering who you are, and you stick out like a sore thumb, (laughs) and, yeah, yeah, it's been beautiful. I love sticking out, (laughs) I mean, I always do, I'm in Mexico right now, and, you know, I'm in a very local area too. Um, but like this, this whole concept of sticking out, do you ever feel like there's, um, any time where you need to be worried about your safety or any times you need to feel more cautious or something like that? Cause safety is very important, especially as women traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, feel like if I was in a different headspace or didn't come prepared to Hawaii, like knowing that there is a lot of homelessness and that life can be really tough for Native Hawaiians, um, I might have had a different perception about the West Side, but I've never felt unsafe. I think it's all just kind of about like using your better judgment and like following your intuition like if something feels off then get yourself out of there um and especially as women I feel like we've had to practice this skill a little too often or just like become prepared you know um so it's just about being smart to stay safe I think 
How about any type of language barrier? I know Hawaii is part of the U.S., but they have a lot of um, beautiful, different, you know, history and roots involved with yeah. the culture. Yeah, I think it's kind of like a melting pot. Like, um, well, okay, so a lot of locals speak pidgin, and um, it's just another form of English. And I don't think there's been, like, a barrier, but I think it's just kind of like any other accent where you might have, you might have to have somebody repeat themselves just so that you can understand it. Um, I don't think there's any blockages to communicating with people here. Yeah, that's always great. Always um, fun to be able to experience like a culture that's so different from what we grew up with in mid-Michigan, but also so different from the U.S. while still being like in the U.S. and like you using the currency and speaking English, I think it allows for so much more education and um, which is so, so important. I I love this experience of learning, which is why I love to travel. You get to learn so much, but it would be so hard if you couldn't speak the language to a proficient level where you would understand. Like, you know how many stories I hear in Mexico about this god or this, you know, historic thing that I would never be able to understand if I didn't know at least a bit of Spanish. So, yeah. I guess do you have any like story like do people tell you stories about islanders or like the history of the island or anything like a fun oh, thing that you would love goodness. to share? <laughs> Cuz I want to yes. know. <laughs> oh, my. oh my goodness. Um Okay. Well, First of all, I feel like any time that you get the opportunity to just, like, sit and chat with someone, do it. Because it's usually they're gifting you, like, this key piece of information to your journey. And um, it always just happens like that, where they're, like, telling you a random story about their auntie or their, um, their cousin who went somewhere around the island or came from a different part of the world. And it just relates back to the spirit of the island and how magical it is. Um, There is a hike, actually, and it's um, Ka'ina Point Trail. And we did it in 2019. And first of all, I just want to, like, say, if you do this, bring so much water, like more water than you think you'll need, Um, and leave early. (laughs) Um, But... It's supposedly the jumping off space um, where spirits, um, I'm trying to find the words to, yeah, um, it's just like an in-between where the veil is thinner Mm -hmm. and um, it's like where the spirits go to go to their realm. Um, And it's just like one of the most beautiful feelings and um when we experienced it it was before my spiritual awakening so like to have that memory of just like this power emanating from the water and from the land it's like the furthest point of the island um and to feel that before I was even conscious of it like thinking about it now like 
I can only imagine what going back would feel like. Yeah. Oh, that sounds beautiful. I'm sure it's so scenic in ways that I can't even imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, That reminds me, like, what you said about Hawaii being, like, a good, or, like, just to have, like, a good um, transition place to traveling. I feel like Hawaii is, like, one of the most ideal places for you know, small town girls or boys or anybody that is looking to live globally, but they haven't really had the experience or don't know where to start. Um, Hawaii is much more attainable and accessible than you might think. Um, And it really is like experiencing another country, but having the comforts of home like because it is another country you know it is yeah we won't get into it but (laughs) um, you know um it's so much more than the U.S. and it's so magical and it really is just like the world coming together (laughs) in a couple yeah I totally um, I I hear a, that. It's similarly, yeah. Puerto Rico is another place that yeah. is very, okay. it's, I mean, a U.S. territory, but I yeah. mean, you can, you, they use U.S. currency, they speak English. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the older um, generational families actually only speak Spanish, but from my experience yeah. being there, everybody was talking to me in English. But yeah, there's so much like of this rooted culture that is so different from the U.S., and the U.S. is great, sure, yeah. like, it's a melting pot, and you can experience a lot, right. but it's so different when you go to a different country, or a country-esque place, like Hawaii or Puerto Rico, where mm-hmm. their history is so rooted in culture, of their own culture, not of this melting pot, of this beautiful melting pot of the U.S., but just, it, it's, like, a different feeling, so I totally, I, I've never been to Hawaii, but I feel the same um, understanding of Puerto Rico somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You put that perfectly. Um, <laughs> I had a friend said that if the earth had a heart, it would be Hawaii. And I just, that resonates <laughs> so much as it really is like every culture just coming together and co-creating this beautiful experience in this beautiful land. And it's just so magical here. <laughs> yeah. What do you, I mean, I guess, I think, like, the monotonous things of life are so important to the story. That's why I like spending a longer period of time when I travel, not just, like, a week. Because, you know, you find yourself going to the same grocery store or you see the same farmer's market vendor. And um, that just makes it feel like home, even though, I mean, you, you found a home there. But for me, I end up leaving these places and... For the time that I'm there, I still, you know, get that sense of feeling at home. So what activities have you done? What things do you do on your day-to-day that are creating this home for you? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> that beautiful question. So in small-town Michigan, you know, um, <laughs> the thing to do was to go to Meyer and just walk around. <laughs> yes, yeah. Or drive in your um, car on, like, the dirt roads, like, late at night with your yes. friends and just, like, talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So to 
because for a long time, um, Sarah and I didn't have a car here, so we were not necessarily stuck walking, but it was just the option that we had. Um, and so on the day to day, we walk Farrington Highway, um, and we go to Y&I store, and we just walk around the aisles and peruse, and it really is just like anywhere else, but so not. I don't know how <laughs> else to put that. Like, it's just home. Like, there are so many experiences that feel like if you were doing them back where you came from or in another place, um, they wouldn't feel as monumental. But because you're doing them here, if that makes sense, they feel so much bigger mm -hmm. and so much more important. Even though it's just picking up bananas for banana bread or, you know, um, smelling the red clay after it rains or hearing the roosters like it's just something that you might take for granted in a small farm town <laughs> versus like driving the h3 like it's so wonderful <laughs> so speaking of transportation so is there like a transportation system like if is oh, there yeah. some sort of like buses or like what how's that work <laughs> oh yeah it's called the bus and <laughs> Um, like those are the, that's the title of the, the transportation system. Um, and I definitely recommend it. Even if you have a car, just take the bus for a day. Like, do not be afraid of it. Um, cause coming from small town, Michigan, like I had never ridden a bus before getting to Hawaii. And so, um, like here, it's like a main mode of transportation for locals and, um, just like everybody and you'll meet some of the most interesting people and have some awesome conversations and see some things that just like are so beautiful and like you witness like these small moments of like a rainbow over someone's house and just things that you wouldn't see like just driving by yourself or like um even walking you know it's yeah I definitely recommend the bus, but, um, again, walking is doable. Maybe rent a car for the weekends if, um, you're staying for long term. Um, but a car is definitely an asset here <laughs> and it is a blessing for sure. Um, yeah, I feel like people get around anyway here, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, it's just, really doable I guess okay. sorry no that's okay I was gonna off. ask some more questions about it just because I've used a lot of bus systems so do you know yeah. how much like a ticket costs to like yeah, a ride um, I, think I know a day okay just go for the day pass I'm not even gonna tell you the single <laughs> ride um because it's not even worth it it's like 550 for a day pass and okay. um like I think it's half that for a one-way. And so if you, like, end up needing the bus, it just makes more sense to get the day pass. <laughs> yeah. So for a gauge, for listening, people listening, in New York, if you don't yeah. know, a one-way 
um, is $275. They also have like a weekly, they also have like the monthly, but to just do one swipe, one ride, it's $275. And here in Mexico City, for the metro, this, the underground, it's 25 cents for a ride. Um, and then, you know, it varies. There's other different ways, but yeah. So to the gauge, it sounds pretty standard for like a U.S. bus. I think in yeah. Chicago, it's 250, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't taken the bus in Chicago in a while, but <laughs> last I checked, it was 250 for a Chicago ride. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just to kind of Very put it doable. in just perspective. <laughs> Is there, um, yeah. do you think that the schedule is like consistent? Like is it's like on time oh, yeah. and stuff like that? Okay. Every, and Google is very, you know, Google Maps is very accurate on um, letting you know when to get off and when to transfer buses and when your bus is coming. Um, and if something's going to be late, it's been a godsend here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good to know. I'm putting these all in my head for when I go to Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> have yes. to remember all of that. Um, how about do you, um, are you working right now? Are you searching for a job? Are you, like, what are you doing? Yeah, so I'm actually an entrepreneur. And um, right now I'm focusing mostly on my art. Um, not mostly. I am focusing on my art. <laughs> um, paint boards. I do murals. I... I'm selling some stuff online, um, but right now it's just, yeah, creating. Um, and, you know, you have all of these opportunities that just come up out of nowhere. Um, and it's like a miracle. Like, you meet someone who needs to, or, okay, let me restart that. <laughs> um, so you meet somebody and they're taking you on a ride, but they have to stop at their friend's house. And then the friend happens to own a food truck. And then you end up getting an opportunity to paint that food truck. And that leads into more and more. And it's just, the island provides. It's so crazy. Like, when you, when it's all done, you step back and you're like, holy crap, that's exactly what I needed. And it's it happened in a way that you couldn't even imagine for yourself and it's all just flowing in divine timing here you know mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that's beautiful and it's true for I mean everywhere you know you have to be open to allowing these experiences and that's another beautiful thing about travel is you have to allow yourself to talk to strangers and of course the safest <laughs> way like not talking to everyone on the street yeah just allowing yourself to say, okay, yeah, I am going to go do this thing, or yes, I am going to talk to that friend of a friend and actually, you know, allow for new things to come my way, which will, you know, kind of progress and snowball into exactly what you need and exactly what you want. Yeah. So that's beautiful, and I'm so glad that you found this space that allows you to, to create because that can be so hard, oh, yeah. so hard for people, especially living in somewhere where the day-to-day -day is going to work because you have to pay the bills, right? Um, right, So, yeah. what was, what kind of backtracking into your moving process, to you actually, mm -hmm. like, moving? So, do you want to talk a little bit about how it was to move? Yeah, um, so a few months beforehand, it was, like, 
everything was just working out. Even if we didn't know the Hawaii was in the bigger picture. Um, a few months before we moved here, we had moved into an apartment and um, we didn't have much because it was our first time moving out of our family homes. Um, and so it was kind of easy to sell everything um or donate to goodwill and things like that um like i said like it was just like everything was making it so that this process was going to be really easy um because we had tried a few times before and it just wasn't working out like we tried to move here in 2019 when we had come originally um and we tried in june of 2020 and august of everything was just like okay you need to hold on to your horses and wait for november okay um and we ended up having like this mishap happen with airbnb um where we booked our plane tickets and then our reservation got canceled or declined um and we were like well shoot like we're supposed to leave like in a month um and now we don't have a place to stay and then the host messaged us and she was really just like so welcoming and we knew that we were meant to stay with her and um it worked out for us to stay at another one of her properties for half the price and it was just like everything flowed so perfectly even if in the stressful moments like everything was just so taken care of because we were so trusting in ourselves and in our again our ability to create this life um I don't think any of it would have worked out if we hadn't been open to receive or trusting even when things got hard because even now when things get hard or money gets tight or um you know, you don't have a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it just finds a way to work itself out. Um, and, of course, I don't want that to come across. Like, we're just sitting back and letting life happen. Like, of course, you do have to take some action to, to make your dreams happen um, and bring them into reality. But there's just this trust that comes with this kind of lifestyle. And, yeah it's miraculous and beautiful and I'm just in awe of this life every day (laughs) yeah and so it's beautiful the way everything worked out and um yeah it's like a sign it really is that that when everything adds up perfectly you just feel so much more confident in the decisions Mm. that you've made and of course you don't need everything to work out perfectly you can feel so confident but it's just like an extra boost (laughs) and you're like you know, oh, like a high five oh, yeah. <laughs> from the yeah. universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so because oh. this is travel-based podcast, I'm going to ask some questions about some money um, and what oh, you pay oh. just because we were just talking about the travel and all yeah. that. So um, can you tell me some of the prices, just every, anything that you're comfortable saying, prices of the ticket or how much you're yeah. paying for Airbnb, what you spend on groceries yeah. in a week, all of that, anything you feel comfortable just tell us. Yeah. Um, so, let me think. So, our Airbnb right now is 1200 a month, which is honestly less than 
our apartment in Michigan. Um, and if you're planning on staying long term or even like less than a year, I would recommend staying in an Airbnb. You don't necessarily have, have your own place. Um, being in a group setting has definitely just like brought us so many beautiful opportunities. And I think if you're traveling solo, you might want that community aspect as well. Um, for Can I gonna say one thing about Airbnb? Just yeah. add another oh, point. Uh, another thing for people who've never used an Airbnb or for travel purposes, I love them too. Um, an- another good reason too when you're moving is that it comes furnished. It comes with, you know, all the things that you need for like cooking supplies. So even if you maybe just had just enough money to move somewhere, but not enough to buy all of the things to furnish, then it's good yeah. to kind of stay in an Airbnb for that reason too. Uh, which I, I mean, I've traveled for, you know, a month or two. So I end up, yeah. I'm not going to buy <laughs> furniture and cooking supplies. So that's another benefit as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yes, I think that has so helped us out because I think one of the main things that we were considering was like whether or not it was worth it to ship a mattress mm-hmm. um, and then <laughs> to go with um, the Airbnb. So thank goodness we didn't have to. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, prices. Okay, so... Gas, I would say, is like three thirty four right now, um, which, depending on where you're at, can be expensive. I know for California, that's pretty standard. Um, Michigan, it's like, holy crap! Yeah, a little bit out um, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. I haven't seen the twelve dollar milk that everybody talks about, so um, I would like to preface by saying that things are not as expensive here as everyone makes it out to be if you're living the vacation lifestyle 24 7 where you're eating out like three times a day and you're buying a bunch of clothes and souvenirs and things like that it can get expensive um but if you're just buying groceries in the way that you usually do I feel like it's pretty um, equal. Um, there are a few like specialty items or like things that are out of season um, that can be a little bit more expensive just because we're on an island and so things get shipped from other places. Um, but besides that, I feel like everything is pretty affordable. Um, and of course, everything that you do here is free because everything that you can do is outside and mm-hmm. in nature. Um, there's a few parks that cost like a few dollars to get in, but other than that, like surfing is free, walking to the beach is free, cruising the aisles of the grocery store is free. So, all, are all of the beaches <laughs> free, or are some of them paid for, like paid entry? Um, I think I don't think there's any private beaches on Hawaii, so. Um, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure all of them are free with public access. Um, you just have to know where to look because sometimes there's these little walkways in between houses that look like you're not allowed to go in there, but it's totally fine. (laughs) Okay. Um, and can you share how much you paid for a flight? 
Yeah. Um, of course, one way is going to be a bit cheaper than round trip. <laughs> but um, I want to say it was 250 and we used Skyscanner. Where did you um, fly from? Uh, Lansing. You flew from Lansing? Yeah, okay. I, I know. I, I never know. fly. I never fly out of Lansing whenever I'm in Michigan. Yeah. I always are so expensive. But yeah, I talk about Skyscanner yeah. for listeners. Um, I have an episode about how to travel on a budget, and I talk about good ways to f- um, fly- find those cheap flights, and Skyscanner is one of them. So yeah, here's proof. I'm not oh. making it up. <laughs> I have another person yeah, who uses real it. Thing, Usually that's where you see the smaller, or yeah, smaller prices. Um, mm-hmm. But because we knew that we weren't coming back, we decided to uh, fly out more locally so that our family could say goodbye um, and just like be there. And of course, it was like emotional and you know gushy and just yeah. It, but it worked out so beautifully and has led to this moment so here yes, we are <laughs> of course. yeah um it what is your vision for your life I mean it's like the cliche of question like where do you see yourself in five years or ten years but oh. to not put a number on it just like what are you working towards in your yeah. future in Hawaii oh my goodness. I know loaded I... questions sorry <laughs> no it's so good and I'm so excited about it um so I have this vision of owning a line of restaurants and food trucks here on the islands, um, and also to open a community healing center um, that would kind of be like an Airbnb-esque situation for heart-centered people. Um, and I want to write books, and I want to... Mm-hmm be an artist and I would just I want to do it all in this lifetime and I am so excited to be starting it and all of this work in in Hawaii like in this space by these people by this water oh my goodness the water here is just a whole other level of magical (laughs) it's so playful that's I yeah I actually did not know about that I kind of was surprised by this dream you had not because it doesn't suit you it totally does but just I don't know um I I, it's just like a beautiful answer and are you vegan I don't remember if you're vegetarian vegan or none of the above yeah I'm plant-based so yes yeah Yeah. the rest You'll be able to eat there. That's why sure. I was no asking problem. because I need to be <laughs> oh, able to eat there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I also, I mean, I said this in earlier episodes, but eating plant-based when you're traveling is also a way to save money because a lot of time meat is the most expensive thing in your diet, especially when you are on an island where, or even oh. certain countries where, you know, you want beef that doesn't really exist, like it has to be imported or it's very yeah. hard to come by. So, but yeah. fruits and vegetables are everywhere. It's going to be, depend on the country. You're going to have different <laughs> yeah. variety, but oh. that's 
So another, yeah. I'm just going to push vegan onto all my listeners so hard. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Oh, <laughs> you show. <laughs> yeah. So that's beautiful. Oh. I totally see it. I'm totally, yeah. I'm ready to visit your food trucks <laughs> and oh, eat my vegan heart out. Oh, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Testing out falafel recipes today. So oh, we'll see. I love falafel. <laughs> Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I'm so excited. I love food. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what's, what's, okay, so I, this, this episode is a little different because it's travel. You obviously traveled there, but you know you're staying there. So yeah. with travelers in mind, what would be, like, what would be your advice to travelers? What would you want them to know if they were coming to visit? Oahu or any other part of Hawaii or you know what would you recommend to them um not necessarily like places but just kind of yeah, yeah. what what <laughs> what should, what should I know when I come to Hawaii what should I know <laughs> oh my goodness um be ready for the biggest activation of your life <laughs> I mean be open to it, not just be ready for it. Um, because sometimes we're not always aware if we're ready to experience something. It just happens unexpectedly. Um, but just be open. Like, I feel like it's something that you have to do or have to embody when you go anywhere. But to have an open heart here is just so valuable and brings you so many miraculous experiences and um yeah another piece of advice would be to bring multiple pairs of shoes <laughs> if you plan on hiking um it gets very muddy here um shop local when possible um again don't be afraid of the bus seriously just get on there and ask for a day pass don't forget to ask um and um if you ever have the opportunity to ride in the back of a truck at sunset don't hesitate (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah now I need that experience I need that experience to come by me it's yeah and it happens like there's so many trucks here and so many people are just willing to give you a ride and so I'm calling it in with you, Christine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was kind of the hardest thing for you to adjust to? Or still are adjusting to, maybe? Um, For me, it's been... Like, I'm still adjusting with this. um, But having a new family or a new group every month is a little difficult and can get a little tiring. But it's also been one of the biggest blessings because um they say that you are like the five people that you're closest to um and so having that group change every month has forced me to grow so much Mm -hmm. every few weeks and um like has allowed me to create these really authentic and beautiful bonds with people that don't go away after they go home you know um and so, yeah, I would say just, like, the community thing and um, creating family here. And I think it does help to make a few friends that actually live here as well. Um, but, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, how was the... I was just thinking now because um, it's getting dark where I am in Mexico, but it's still, you know, midday for you. Was the oh, time yeah. adjustment <laughs> wild? Were you like, this is the most insane thing ever? Because oh, it's like God. a jump. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So from the East Coast, it's like five hours right now. And then when daylight savings hits, it's like six hours. And when we first got here, I was on that billionaire routine, like waking up at 5 a.m. every morning, um, just naturally, because my body, like, was taking time to adjust. But I feel like once you stay up late for one time, it's just for one night, um, it's it's over. <laughs> You're waking up at 11. <laughs> um, but yeah, like communicating with others is a little I wouldn't say challenging it's just like something to keep in mind um to have to talk to your family like early in the morning because it's afternoon for them like you can't just like hit somebody up at like 8 p.m and say like hey like how are you doing because they (laughs) are dead (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. I don't think I've had to well yeah, when I was in Europe in Romania, it's seven hours ahead. Um, okay. So, well, yeah, yeah, and I remember I had also, like, I was in classes or something at that time, and it was so wild, but one of my friends who was in Michigan, she would call me because, but it would be, like, super, ra- it would be, like, the middle of the night for her, but she was like, I was just up, but I knew it would be morning for you, <laughs> so yeah. it worked out that way because I sleep early usually and I would never be up in the middle of the night for her to talk to me (laughs) so the time difference was beneficial for us in that way so it can be a good thing but yeah definitely something to get used to even an hour is something to get used to yeah and with the daylight savings being different I know in the in like Michigan or like you know that time zone I think daylight savings is gonna be two weeks before it is in Mexico, so I'm going to be two hours behind for a while, which means I have, like, a class at, like, 6.45 in the morning, and (laughs) it's just, you know, an adjustment, but, yeah, so keep that in mind if you're traveling and you have meetings or classes, the time is going to change if you're, like, in a different time zone, yeah, so that's important. Yeah, that's something important for sure, like, um, just like witnessing some of my housemates have to go through that. Like they have an 8 a.m. in New York and then it's a 3 a.m. here. Yeah. Um, definitely something to keep in mind for sure. <laughs> Which I also, yeah, that brings up a good point. When I was scheduling my classes, I kind of scheduled them so that they would be, well, I had in mind of the places that I would, you know, that were on my list of where to go. Because I knew I was going to be traveling. So I was like, okay, if I'm in Mexico, I'm an hour behind New York time. But if I end up going to Romania, which is seven hours ahead, I have to figure, keep that into account. So I had to, I like had to schedule my classes so that I could either be two hours behind or seven hours ahead. So if you have travel plans, but you're still a student or if you're in work or anything where you have to have meetings consistently, plan accordingly (laughs) because it'll end up really screwing you if you have a 3 a.m. class and then trying to oh yeah you know your whole day's gone you'll be sleeping in so yeah that brings up a yeah good I would I would stick to scheduling like the afternoon for the east coast time zone and then hopefully it works that 
about where you just have to stay up a little bit later mm-hmm. or get up a little bit earlier instead of like in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I would never. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So I kind of as we're closing down on our our beautiful chat of why that makes me so wanderlust <laughs> to go there. Oh, I'm so um, happy to hear that. What is kind of your philosophy of travel? Once again, this is a little different situation, but it doesn't have to be specifically about Hawaii, but I just want to know what is your yeah. travel philosophy? Um, Putting you on the spot. Mm. <laughs> That's good. It's good. Opening that throat chakra, so it's good. <laughs> um, I feel like I've said this a couple times, but just to be so open and like, to carry yourself with so much grace wherever you go because there are just so many different experiences that are waiting for you and as soon as you say yes to yourself oh my goodness okay I didn't know this wanted to come through but um if you're feeling hesitant or resistant to traveling because of money like just go just do it like there will always be enough for you and if if you're feeling the pull or the call to go somewhere there's a reason like there is so much more than what we're raised in and especially for me and Christine like in small town Michigan like there's so much more waiting for you behind the door Like, all you have to do is say yes and walk through it. Like, there's so many opportunities. And I just feel like the biggest piece of advice is to always say yes, even if, I mean, of course, follow your intuition, but, um, and be safe and smart. But, um, just like if these random opportunities come up for you to do something that could be really cool or to go to a place that you weren't expecting to go that day say yes because it's usually a part of your soul's journey and somewhere where you absolutely need to be and won't regret it like you just end up having these the most beautiful experiences when you follow your intuition and like even if it's just like beginning a practice of like flipping a coin when you're driving around at night or you know to see like which way you turn um just like practicing that way and like following your inner guidance when traveling is so powerful and just creates so many experiences that you would never in a million years be able to recreate or I guess like consider as an option or a possibility for yourself (laughs) yeah that's yeah you Put a lot of things in there. I totally agree with you. Oh, yeah. Beautifully put. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I always, I like to ask any of the, my travel friends or anyone I meet what their philosophy is because everyone's is so different. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> no one is like, oh, blah, blah, the simple, like, answer. Because yeah. it has, it's coming from the soul, like, every person that you ask about their, mm. their um, travel philosophy. Yeah. So, um, we're gonna kind of finish off this conversation that's, I think, almost an hour in length, (laughs) but I'm sure we could have gone, like, way longer, um, so, 
can you share with us where people can connect with you or anything that you want to shout out? Yeah, um, I am Earth to Elena with two A's at the end on Instagram. Um, I feel like that's where most of my energy is going right now. Um, but I'm hoping to have a website soon and be expanding in that way. Or you can connect with me um, through at Expanding with Elena as well. Um, I post a little bit more of my spiritual content there as well. So I would love to talk more about soul journeys or just Hawaii if you have questions <laughs> or anything. Yeah, if you need a mural. <laughs> yeah, I will put those two um, Instagram whatever names, <laughs> that's what they're called, in yeah. the bio. So Perfect. people can look at it that way as well. Um, Perfect. For me... My Instagram is, per usual, in every episode I say, it's at Christine Chicanu, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-C-I-U-C-A-N-U, my crazy name. Um, so, yeah, is there anything else you want to say, Elena, before we close this out? Uh, just follow your soul's intuition <laughs> and your inner guidance and say yes to yourself because when you say yes to yourself, the universe says yes to you. So that's, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Elena, for, for joining me, um, on this visionary journey through Hawaii. I felt like I've experienced a little bit of it through you. Oh, and I hope that if any listeners were hesitant about Hawaii, maybe didn't want to go for whatever the reasons, this might be the little extra push you needed, or if you do feel a calling, I think Elena has said enough time to follow that calling, and I am right there with her. We are pushing you. We're holding your hand, whatever you need, um, oh, to go and do it. Creating the space, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, thanks again. Um, and maybe we'll talk to you soon in a future episode. We'll see yes. where the flow goes. Yeah, That's yeah. beautiful.